Amen. Amen. To whom then will ye liken me? Or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? But lift up your eyes on high, and behold who hath created these things. That bringeth out their host by number, he calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, and not one faileth. Why saith thou, O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creators of the end of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And then they shall walk and not faint. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. Uh, matter of fact, that's our scripture text for the morning. That 40th chapter of Isaiah, uh, starting with uh, the 25th verse, reading through the end of the chapter. Uh, I, I recited for you the King James Version. Uh, but I brought my other translation, my uh, Gene Getz study Bible, and I want to read it also from, from this translation. I told you before that uh, through my study, I found that this translation is, is closely related to the original way uh, that uh, these texts are written. And so if you would, just allow me uh, to read that same passage of scripture uh, from this translation. And it says, uh, who will you compare me to? Or who is my equal as the Holy One? Look up and see who created these things. He brings out the starry host by number. He calls all of them by name because of his great power and strength, and not one of them is missing. Jacob, why do you say? And Israel, why do you assert? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my claim is ignored by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Yahweh is the everlasting God the creator of the whole earth. He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. 
He gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. Youth may faint and grow weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. Amen. I wanted to read uh, that translation for you because it's, it's a lot more understandable uh, than the King James Version. Uh, but I really wanted you to, to see in, in that 31st verse, uh, in, the, in the King James Version, it reads, but they that wait upon the Lord. Uh, but after you do some background studying on that word wait, and what it actually meant from the Hebrew perspective, that word actually means to trust. And so in other words, what the scripture is saying, they that trust in the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Amen. Amen. So God, may the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. My brothers and sisters, just for a few minutes. I want to talk from uh, this topic, uh, reasons to be righteous, reasons to be righteous. Yes, my brothers and sisters, we all are aware of what our church motto is. Uh, the church motto is simply moving from religion to what? righteousness and so we have some reasons here in this pericope that will uh, some reasons why we ought to be righteous uh, is uh, the denotation of this word righteous from uh, dictionary.com it simply means characterized by uprightness or morality. That's what the term righteous uh, means uh, from dictionary.com. But, but uh, when we look at it from uh, the Christian perspective, uh, there are three important things that need to, that we ought to obtain to get true Christian righteousness. Uh, the first one is we ought to rely on the almighty God. That's the first thing we need in order to move from religion to righteousness. But not only rely on the almighty God, but we must resemble the life and actions of Jesus Christ. Yes, we got to rely on the almighty God, resemble the life and actions of Jesus Christ but then thirdly, we have to relinquish the lead of our lives to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That is what we need in order to move from religion to righteousness. Religion. Religion is simply you're doing something religiously. We want to move from just coming to church every Sunday and every 
Tuesday just for gathering's sake, uh, but we want to come and obtain what it is from the Holy Spirit that he will give us in order to live a righteous life because Christianity is not just confined to these four walls, my brothers and sisters, uh, but we are called to be the church. Once we leave church, then we got to go out and be the church. And that's what being righteous is. That's what being righteous is. Someone asked a very pertinent question, and it piqued my interest when they said, uh, how can the church go to church? How, how, how can the church go to church? We are called to be the church. And so there are some, some reasons why we ought to be righteous that is couched right here in our scripture text for the morning. So if you would, just allow me to indulge you for a couple of minutes. And I promise we'll be out your way and we can go and and. Uh, go and vote, amen, at the close of our service. And the re rationale behind moving from religion to righteousness takes us to a point in time when I sat back and I observed the people of God with purpose. And, and I've come to the conclusion that one issue that we face as the church of God is that we put so many earthly things in the place where spiritual things ought to be. Yeah, therefore, we end up relying on our earthly wisdom and this frail humanity that fails us every time. Do I have some witnesses that will agree that, 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 that our own finite thinking all the time it lets us down because we believe things ought to go one way when God is saying, no, I'm going to take you the scenic route. Amen. Amen. The easiest way, my brothers and sisters, to get to the American Airlines Center from right here where we are is to make that right on belt line, go down to 35 and just keep it straight out. That's the easiest route. That's the route that most of us would like to take. But, but can I tell you, God most times, oftentimes, will take us the scenic route, whereas the easiest route is 35, but God may take us down 35 and, and take us down 20, go through Pleasant Grove and Garland and South Dallas, take us all the way to North Dallas, and then bring us back up 35, just to get to the same point. Yes, and so, and so we, we end up relying on our earthly wisdom and it ends up failing us all the time. Therefore, we trust and rely on things and people that were never meant to be trusted or relied upon, which leads us to be exhausted, which leads us to be frustrated, which leaves us to be ready to throw in the towel on this God-given life simply because folk have let us down. Furthermore, causing us to seek our information from, a, from improper sources while the source of our strength has been shut up in the closets of our life, screaming, let me out, 
I'm ready to work out your situations. All you have to do is give right away to me. Yes, but I can tell you, my brothers and sisters, we've been looking at, the, at Israel of old, and, and this predicament is not a new predicament. No, because Israel, the people that Isaiah is charged to address in this passage, they suffered from this same plight that we deal with in the 21st century. Oh, yeah, they served false gods repeatedly. They put other things in the place of the one true God. And then, in turn, God will use their oppressors to call them to run back to him. Can I tell you, that's where COVID-19 comes in at. Yeah, God, God is, is, is speaking. God is talking through COVID-19. God is speaking through the social unrest that we have. God is speaking through every situation that happens in our life. I want to ask you, do you have your listening ears on? Yes, and so there are some things that we must realize, some reasons that we must realize in order to move from religion to righteousness. And the first thing we want to realize, the first, uh, the first step in the realization of the need to be righteous is, first of all, that we want to realize that God's name is incomparable. Yes, his, his name is incomparable. There's, I don't know about you, but that's, that's pretty exciting to me, that, that, that nothing can compare to the name of God. No one can compare to the name of God. But I didn't make it up. You want to know why? Because it's in the text. Yes, yeah, it's, it's in the text. Verse 25 says, and I'm going to read it from this other application. Verse 25 says, who will you compare me to or who is my equal as the Holy One? This is God asking the children of Israel through the prophet Isaiah. Who? And he says this two times if you go up a little bit to verse number 18 of that same chapter, he asked the same question. Who will you compare me with? Who will you compare God with? What likeness will you compare him to? God's name, my brothers and sisters, is incomparable. His name is beyond comparison. His name cannot be compared to anything that we categorize characterized as good or great in this world that we live. Yeah, I wish I had had some folk up in here who wanted to hear what God was saying on this morning. I wish I had somebody who walked through the doors and said, is there a word from the Lord that will lift up my hung down head, that would straighten my crooked path? Well, this is what God gave me. To give to you. Yes, his, his name is incomparable. What, what man-made image could ever portray God that is so great? What, 
what image could ever capture the greatness of the one who made the stars? And the Bible says he calls them all by name. He calls them to come out at night and, and, and not one star is missing, my brothers and sisters. He, he knows everything about his creation and he has promised to sustain it. I wish I had some help up in here. How, how dare we have the unmitigated gall to put any other name on the same level as the God of our salvation. Oh yeah, it's the Matthew Henry commentary that, that says that the prophet Isaiah here in this text reproves two kinds of people. The first kind is those who represented God by creatures and, and so changed his truth into a lie and his glory into shame. Those who made images and said that they resembled God and they paid their homage to uh, uh, those images accordingly. Yeah, then secondly, those people who put creatures in the place of God as if they were any match for him or if they loved them more than the God of our salvation, as if they were to be fit rivals with God. Do I, do I have some, some help up in here? This, this really sounds familiar to me. The Lord instructs Isaiah to cry out to Israel, telling them how transitory they, they were and how permanent God is. And present day observations, my brothers and sisters, reveal to me that we still put so many other names ahead of the one true God. Yes, I, I'm glad you asked me, how do I know that? I, because I brought some names with me just to throw out to show you that we put so much emphasis on other names other than the God of our salvation. Oh, yeah, Confucius, Buddha, Gandhi, Muhammad, T.D. Jakes, Freddie Haynes, Dr. S.C. Nash Sr., the disciples, Mary, Satan, all of these names have one thing in comparison. They are no comparison to the God of our salvation. I wish I had some help up in here, but let me bring it just a little bit more closer. Michael Jordan, Michael Phelps. LeBron James, Tom Brady, Dr. Phil, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Beyonce. You, you put your name, the name of anybody that you want to put right there. All of these names, Deacon Gibson, have one thing in common. There are no comparison to the God of our salvation. Oh, but let me bring it just a little bit more closer. Mama. Daddy, sister, brother, yeah, all, all of these, a BFF, a boyfriend, girlfriend, boo thing, whatever you call it, all of these have one thing in comparison. There's no match compared to the God of our salvation. Yes, because his name, my brothers and sisters, is incomparable. That's that's the first step that we want to know. In order to move from religion to righteousness, the first reason is because his name 
is incomparable. Oh, but that's not it. I saw something else in the text. Uh, also, not only is his name incomparable, but his nature is indefatigable. Indefatigable, indefatigable, however you want to pronounce it. The, pro the, the thing is that the, it's just a dressed up way to say that his, his, his nature uh, never ties out. That, that, that's, all, that's all it means. It, it never ties out. It never gets tired. I, I, I just like to play with words. His nature is indefatigable, indefatigable. But I didn't make that point up either because it's, it's in the text. The text says in verse 28 and 29, he asked two pertinent questions. He says, has thou not known, has thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increaseth strength. Oh, my brothers and sisters, he, I, he informs his readers that God's nature is indefatigable. Oh, yeah, he, that, that word nature simply means the particular combination of qualities that belong to a person. And, and I told you before, that word indefatigable or indefatigable simply means incapable of being tired out. And so in other words, Isaiah is simply saying the particular qualities of God are incapable of being tired out. Oh, yeah, his, his nature is in. Indefatigable. In other words, my brothers and sisters, if I can bring it just a little bit closer, God's delivering power lasts forever. Oh, I should have some 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 some, some folk up in here that are, are happy about that. His delivering power, it it lasts forever. It's, his, his healing power, my brothers and sisters, lasts forever. His guiding power. It lasts forever. His, his, his gentleman power lasts forever. I told you, every time I turn around, God acts as the perfect gentleman in my life because he continues to open doors that have been closed in my face. I wish I had some help up in here. Yes, his, his nature, my brothers and sisters, is indefatigable. Yes, he just as he delivered Israel from Babylonian bondage. He, just as he delivered our ancestors from uh, 400 years of physical slavery, just as he delivered our parents through a Ronald Reagan and two George Bushes, just as he delivered, uh, uh, just as he delivered us through a, 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 a hard situation in our life, just when it went all the way down and you thought it couldn't get no lower and you thought that God had forgotten about you, all he did was flip the switch in your life and let you know that I'm still an ever-present help in the time of trouble. And the good thing that I like about that is that his power never runs out. His nature never gets tired of helping us out. He's, he, he's there when you call him in the morning. 
in the late and midnight hour. All you got to do is say, God, I, I need you in my life. And he never gets tired. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a living witness, my brothers and sisters, that when horrible and harsh and horrendous and hellish and hard to deal with happenings happen in our humanity, it's the Heavenly Father that hits the highway that connects heaven to our human habitats, and he hurries and helps turn the hell that we go through through hallelujahs happily. I, ho holler. Holler if you, if you hear me. <laughs> yes, his, his name is incomparable. His nature is indefatigable. But lastly, my brothers and sisters, his, his nurture is immutable. Oh, I didn't make that up either. It's right there in the text. Isaiah closes this 40th chapter in verse 31 by proclaiming, but... But they that wait upon the Lord, they that trust in the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Oh, my brothers and sisters, his nurture is immutable. Oh, the care and the keeping power of God does not change as I slow down because it says slow down and breathe in my notes <laughs> as I slow this thing on down to let you know that the care and the keeping power of the God of our salvation does not change he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yeah, he, Isaiah is telling Israel of old that God is able to strengthen anyone who is weak. And Isaiah is telling us this morning that he's able to strengthen whoever is weary. Oh, he's able to bring excitement to those who suffer from a little bit of exhaustion. Oh, yeah, atheists may deny him and his power. Agnostics may question him and his power. Unbelievers may ignore him and his power. Scientists may try to prove otherwise than him and his power. The heathen may not recognize him and his power. But none of these change the fact that he is omnipotent, that he is omnipresent, that he is omniscient, that he is omnibenevolent which simply means that he's all good, but then he's also omniferous, which simply means he's all that you need. I wish I had some help up in here that says, Reverend, I tried my friends, 
but they let me down. I tried my family members, but every time I turn around, they let me down. I tried to put my trust in my job, but they had layoffs when I really needed them. I tried to put my trust in so many other things, but it wasn't until I put my trust in the God of my salvation that he picked me up, turned my life around, placed my feet on a solid ground. His name is Jesus, my bright and morning star. His name is Jesus, who died on a hill called Calvary. His name is Jesus, who hung, bled, and died for your sins and for mine. But not only did he die, but early Sunday morning, I did say early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. And every time I get up in the morning, I say, thank you, Lord, for another day's journey. I say, thank you, Lord, for watching over me. I say, thank you, Lord, for opening doors that were closed in my face. I say, thank you, Lord, for watching over my loved one. I say, thank you, Lord, because you've been there. You haven't went nowhere. You've been the God of my salvation. And because you've been there, I made up in my mind that every day would be a day of sunshine. Every day would be a day of praise. Every day would be a, pray, a day of hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And he lives. I did say he lives. He's coming back again looking for a righteous church. I, 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 wish, I wish I could just tag the executive pastor and he come close it the way I really feel it. I'm through. I'm through, y'all. Sit down. I'm through. I'm through. I'm through. I'm through. But it's just something about the power of God. And it just won't leave me alone. The song said, what is this that I feel deep inside? What is this? It keeps setting my soul on fire. Whatever it is, it won't let me hold my peace because I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. I was sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. And from way deep down in the valley, he picked me up now. Now safe am I. It was love that lifted me when nothing else would help. Love. 
lifted me. I don't know about y'all, but I feel good this morning. God woke me up, and he started me on my way. And he promised that he'll never leave nor forsake us. He's promised that if you get weary, he'll call on me. I'd never get tired. I've been picking folk up for, for life. Yeah, he's been God for a long time. We just made our arrival into this thing. But he's been doing this throughout the eons of time. Picking folk up. And turning their life around. I don't speak of, of any uh, expertise that I have. God did everything that is done in my life. And the good part is he, he ain't through yet. Amen. Amen. God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And God keep you. Is our prayer. Reasons to be righteous. Righteousness is all about allowing the Lord, the triune God, to work in your life. The triune God, that's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. He's waiting simply for you to allow him to have right away. He could just snap his fingers and make everything all right. But he leaves it, they call it volition. It's, 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 it's a personal choice. That's why the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that's something you got to do uh, you can't you can't hitchhike your way to heaven no you can't ride on grandmama's coattail or mama's coattail to heaven you you got to drive your own self vehicle and that's what that's what it's all about it's not about just coming here to shout and have a hallelujah good time and go home and do whatever the hurt earth you want to do that makes you happy. But it's about pleasing him each and every day of our life. And the way to do that is to get in this Bible. It ain't going to happen by, I told you, Tuesday night or the other night. It won't happen by osmosis. You know, I can't just put this Bible up to my head and, and just know everything that's in it. No, you got to study to show thyself approved. That's why I'm encouraging everyone. Take your notes. Go home and study your notes. Go home and look it up. Make sure that, that I'm on the right track or that the executive pastor is on the right track. Don't just take for granted what is said from the pulpit, but you go home and do some background studying so that you will be on point and we all will be on 